you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is the NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. I got my high school principal with me, Roman Harper. What's up? <laughs> Nothing, man. Uh, I appreciate the creativity every time you announce me. Uh, anyways, uh, I want to tell all of our listeners out there, make sure you give us a five-star rating. Hit, hit like, give us a subscription, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Anywhere you can hear your podcast or you get your podcast, whether it's Apple or iHeart, please listen. Just check us out. Yeah. Apologies uh, for the same outfits. We've been, you know, wearing the same clothes for the same interview. We've done this. We're at the Kansas City uh, draft right now. So we're just going to be rolling these out for the next couple of weeks. Uh, had a great guest on today, uh, Leroy Butler. I got five of these shirts. Okay. Anyway, we uh, check out Leroy Butler. Awesome interview. Give it a listen. I'm excited um, for our today's guest. I'm really, really looking forward to it. A big fan of him. Watched him my whole life growing up. I've actually played the same position as he did. Uh, safety. Well, let me welcome in my, my partner in crime, Charles Peanut Tillman. I don't even care about him. I'm more about our guest today. <laughs> Leroy Butler. Let me read down his resume right now. He was a second round pick, like myself. I will get to know what number he was exactly when it was in the 1990 draft out of Florida State. He played his entire 12 year career with the Green Bay Packers. Green team. Just say green team. (laughs) That's exactly why I'm doing the introduction today. All right. And, And then he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2022. He's wearing his gear today. Um, He's also in the Packers Hall of Fame and the Ring of Excellence. I didn't know mm. it was a difference. Mm. And uh, he now is a businessman with his own vodka and a radio and TV podcast host. Our today's guest, Leroy Butler, number 36. How you doing, guys? This is an honor, having three DBs on the show. Right? No, we, always, the funny, we always get geek when we get DBs, though. <laughs> we do. We, do. we yes. always get geek because we, we all speak be. the same language. Yes. That's so yes. I... I, I guess we all one of the ones one of the ways we kick this thing off is we mm-hmm. all have our welcome to the NFL moment. I know I got my yes. bell rung, you know I got the whole rookie hazing thing, and you know Ted Washington. He he, you know that's a I'll say that for another day. Yes. Um, what was your welcome to the NFL moment on the field in nineteen ninety? In nineteen ninety, like football was a little different yeah. back then. Yes. I want I want the yeah. off the field yes. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I got a good off the field. <laughs> I think that was because that's where I was going to go. But on the field, it was t- my rookie year. I was I was a three day holdout, but okay. it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was it wasn't. <laughs> but the Packers didn't want to, you know, like that was second round pick. So I get in there late, and then I come in, and you guys know you come in the locker room, and you got grown men in there. Yeah, right? it's not kids like we're at college. So I go in there and I and then the equipment guy says, you know, they're already on the field. I said, so what do I do? I just signed my contract. He said, get dressed. 
So I go to my locker. I got number 36. I put it on. I was six, I was six at Florida State. Uh -huh, so okay. I put it on. I go down there. And everything is fine. Going through practice. And I think we were playing um, a preseason game against Cleveland. But that wasn't it. Later, uh, somebody got hurt. And I was the backup Nickelback. Okay. And... They say you may have to cover Jerry Rice. <laughs> I say, I ain't doing it. <laughs> nope, I ain't doing it. Montana was the quarterback. And that's when I said, God, I'm glad I got on yellow pants because right now I'm pissing my pants. <laughs> Just to go. And, and, and God is so good. And God has really protected me. I only had to cover him once, and it was a run play. <laughs> and I said, man, this is the NFL. Yeah. Because that's when the San Francisco was rolling. Yeah. And we weren't that good. I'll be honest at the time, but so that's when I said that's. And that's 1990, uh, right? Yes, yes. It's like I, I never, I never thought it would be like this because as a kid growing up in the inner city in the projects, like I was, that was my dream to be on this field. Right, mm -hmm. right. So I'm thinking you go cover anybody. You know, I gotta say that all the time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the man. I'll cover anybody. Not Jerry. Right? No. <laughs> Or Taylor. I didn't want nobody on the field. Nobody. The first game I ever started was in 2003. It was the fourth game of the season. Mm -hmm. And I had to cover Jerry Rice. Oh, boy. Tim Tim Brown. That was my first game. With the Raiders. They had some With good the Raiders. years. This is 2003. You yeah. talking about 1990. Is, <laughs> I'm talking about 2003. I still had to cover Jerry Rice. Yeah. Now, I thought I did something yeah. good. I had like three PIs because he because he Jerry Rice because he's Jerry Rice he got all the calls and I'm just and my coach was my coach came back was like hey you're doing a hell of a job Rook but that's Jerry Rice he gonna get that call every time just just keep being aggressive keep that's beating right. him up but that's he right. gonna he gonna get that call every that's right. time that is that's awesome. amazing yeah I don't think do you ever do you know I that, did not did know that yeah. no that yeah, is two awesome. Hall of Famers the first game I started it's like welcome what well, that made to you a great player though the league oh, I was man. like oh my god yeah I gotta say something before I say the off the field something about Peanut I was this is I've been waiting to tell you this a long time okay because I waited sixteen out I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself but. It, if I don't say it, I'm gonna forget it. I waited 16 years getting the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I remember a guy asking me when I was a semi-finalist, I said, if I had the hands of Peanut, I'd already been in the Hall of Fame. Mm. He said, well, I said, cause I dropped 12 picks. Now I ain't talking about the one that tip, I'm gonna hit me in the chest. Yeah. Cause I can't catch. So I said, if I had his hands, I had more picks, maybe I would be in a long time ago. And it was a Chicago writer. He he uh, put it on one of the blogs or mm -hmm. something, and um, one of the guys uh, said, "Man, I thought the Bears, and the Packers hated each other. They don't give each other's compliments." I said, "Man, that's fake wrestling stuff. Yeah. Man, you you, <laughs> you 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 know you honor a guy yeah. that could do something better than you." So I always wanted to tell you that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very but much. But off the field, I'm gonna tell you guys. For me, this is emotional because. I didn't have a, uh, it wasn't a lot of money in the second round, mm -hmm. but the first meeting starts at nine o'clock, okay? So I'm thinking, I can get in there at 8.58. I mean, Florida State, you can come in there at 9.15 and you all American, okay, you're good. <clears throat> I came in there like right at nine o'clock and everybody was looking, I was the last one. 
Oh, everybody looked at me. Yeah, I'm like, ain't late. I'm looking like, okay. When I got down to my locker after the meeting, which was about an hour, I had a fine in there for ten thousand. Ooh. Mm. This is my first fine, so I don't know how it works. I don't. I'm like (laughs) reading it. I'm like, what? What's going on? Oh, they say you was late, and it's a thousand dollars a minute. I said, what? Why y'all didn't tell me that? He said, you didn't read the rookie handbook? I said, no, there isn't one. The <laughs> veterans tell you. So it was like a, and I'm thinking it's just a joke. Just a joke. Hey man, they took it right out my right check. Right out your check. Mm. I said, you don't never see life. it. So 1990, how much, was it, how much was a check in 1990? What would you say, oh. if you can remember? And back then we had checks, you write peanut. We didn't have direct deposit, right. like some of the millennials <laughs> now. No, it was a check and they put it in your, so my, my first one was two, $270,000. And after FICA and the feds and everybody, I got like maybe 98 because they we they put some money up to save for you. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yep. But I've been poor all my life in poverty. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, uh, I just got my, the first check. It's like 90 something thousand. And she said, put it away, do things. But it really opened my eyes. Yeah. But, and then somebody brought me down, cause I thought it was a lot. Uh, Brian Nova, our middle linebacker, he had a million dollars after taxes. Mm. He said, well, don't worry about it, Rook. You got plenty of time to make money. Yeah. But that's when it, it put it, it was it was real deal for me. Yeah. Now, we gotta talk about something current and just get it out the way. Mm-hmm. The people wanna know, you're a Green Bay guy. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers finally being gone and traded. Let me cross what, my leg for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just, just, I just leave it at that. What is your opinion on it? Well, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. There we go. Uh, I hope you do because now this is gonna be different from. Uh, I played for one team my whole life. Correct. Mm-hmm. The passion of that. So I look at it differently than other guys. I right. really do. But with Aaron Rodgers, it seemed like. He's not happy. Yeah. Because if I was getting a three year, $150 million guarantee. Which is what he asked yeah. for. Yes. And the Packers gave him everything. And we allow this with every quarterback. They can do whatever they want to mm-hmm. do, pay him the most money, fine. But what really got under my skin was he started to really pit himself against the team mm. in which they gave you everything. Right. They even when they got Randall Cobb, couple of years ago, which the Cobbs one, love the guys, family. Yeah. They did everything for you, checked every box. You still wasn't happy. And then, you know, going into the darkness, which I never even heard of, he could stay in my basement for 50,000. <laughs> yeah, you had to go to Oregon. I mean, he could stay down there. I would have brought him and sent a phone down there and some food, and but I had to get the money though. Right. <laughs> but it, he was never, never happy. Right. And, I, and that really bothered me. I'm like, this fan base, they're, and, and Peanut knows that they're owners. We don't have an owner. That's true. Right. Yeah. You have to buy a stock <clears throat> certificate and you put it on your wall so you feel like you have a say in the team. And it just feel like when they drafted Jordan Love, mm-hmm. things got a little different. Yep. I think the narcissism probably came out. They drafted Antoine Edwards from Clemson, a safety. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends. He's supposed to replace me. Uh, Darren Sharper. Yeah. They drafted him. 
And I said to myself, self, I want this organization to succeed when I'm gone. I don't care who you draft. Right. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. It's a competitive thing in it, especially if I was getting that kind of money. Yeah. But it just seemed like to me that he was never happy. Right. So I wasn't surprised that, uh, but I think, let's go back. I think they gave him the money though, guys, to say don't waffle like Brett did. Yeah. Makes sense. For the next three years, here's your money. Yeah. Just play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You play for the same yeah. organization. Do you ever think about mm-hmm. looking anywhere else? Maybe like being tired after they draft. Oh, that's there, a great question. After they talk, draft Antoine Edwards. It's a great like, question. man, I need to get up out of here. Never. I had a talk with my mom. She passed away in 2016. And I remember her saying, This fan base, you could lose four straight. They ain't calling for your job. It's very true. You yeah. can go to the Super Bowl after 31 years. They ain't trying to replace you. They love you because they see you locally. Because I live in Wisconsin. You can't leave that. So I took three pay cuts to do that. Because mm. I said, this fan base is amazing. I mean, I just, they understand that the other guy gets paid too. So if one of you guys got a pick six against the Packers, they're upset. And there may be some people, oh, this guy is a bum. But the majority of the people, hey, man, that guy made a great play. And we understand that. But for the most part, we're going to win games. Mm-hmm. So I remember the closest I got to leaving was um, Ron Wolf came to me. I was a transition player. Remember, mm-hmm. that was the, I don't even know if they use that anymore. They averaged the top 10 salary. It was a transition tag, right? Yes. Like that was the, they had the franchise. We always talk about that. Yeah. Right. Lamar had, but he, congratulations to Lamar. But it was like the top 10 guys. Yeah. That means they'll match it and it's, you give them a right. first or second round, whatever. And Ron Wolf came to me. He said, you know what? Uh, we're going to franchise tag you, but we're going to sign you to a deal, a three-year deal. And do you really love it in Green Bay? I said, more than anything. We worked it out. And then when it came for me to restructure, see people get it sometimes twisted, restructuring and pay cuts. You gotta look at the language. Just cause they say restructure, if you're a grown man and you're in your thirties, they just gonna write you a check for four or five million dollars. Let social media say you got a pay cut, but you got that money. You got right. it right now. Right there in your yeah, bank I mean, and you got nothing to worry about. If they release you, you can do whatever. So I did that three times and I just never, it never dawned on me to play in another uniform. I want to see all my football cards, one team. Sometimes it's not your control. Yeah. They, the team just release you or trade you. But if in my control, like Aaron had a chance to do that, there was nothing in me would have said, I want to do exactly like Brett Favre did. Waffle and go to the Jets. I just wouldn't have done it. I think it's rare that nowadays a player will play for the same team. I, like yourself, wanted to remain in Chicago my entire career. In years 11 and 12 were so terrible, like it made football not fun for those two years I was there. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking to other players who tried to get me to go elsewhere, but I was, to be honest with you and be vulnerable, I I was scared. Yeah, I was I was scared because mm. I had been in Chicago for so long and oh, other players, other teams. Yeah, because really? I because I, I had signed a year deal. So Thomas Davis, 
yeah. the linebacker for Carolina, we yes. we would talk, and he was like, uh, I would always see him at Super Bowl. We'd be at this man of the year stuff, and he's like, man, you going to come to Carolina, man, going to come to Charlotte, it's nice. Nice. And I was always like, nah, I'm a Chicago guy, I'm, you know. <laughs> and then I finally had to, I had to get uncomfortable. And I preach this mm -hmm. to my kids all the time, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. I had to take my own advice. And I was very uncomfortable yeah. going to Carolina, making that choice. Like, I was scared. And yeah. it was like, man, because I, I know Chicago, They yeah. just like Green Bay. They take care of you. It's like living on scholarship as yes. an adult. Yes. They love you. Right. They love their teams. And I didn't I didn't want to leave that. I really was scared. So now that you are in the Hall of Fame mm -hmm. and you play for one of the greatest, uh, oldest, greatest uh, teams is. in the NFL. Yes, it is. Um, how has life been in Wisconsin for you, even after making the making the Hall of Fame? Well, I, I say this, um, I think it's confusing to people because they think when you're in the Hall of Fame, they won't see you. Like uh, if you're in LA, if you're in uh, New York, mm -hmm. you know, the big city. I live in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, which is, I say South Milwaukee, cause you're not, you will Google it and seriously, I have no idea where that is. <laughs> I, Alexa don't know where it is. But they see me at the grocery store. They see me taking my son to school every day. And they're like, we thought for sure you would move. I said, I am who I am. That's why it was important for me to see uh, kids, because I grew up in the inner city, and mm -hmm. Milwaukee is that type of, on the north side. When I speak to schools about anti-bullying, and I have a mental health um, summit that's coming up in October. And I'm trying to develop to where kids can get mental health on their phone, like a FaceTime. You can talk to a therapist and just say, I have some issues. Mm -hmm. And hearing Peanut saying on this podcast, he was scared of something. Yeah. Probably saved somebody's life. Because hmm. as men, you think, I ain't scared of nothing. No, it's not true. It's a lot I'm scared of, mm -hmm. but are you men enough to admit it? That's their respect. Mm. That's why. It gives me a huge platform, but it also gives me a, a bigger platform to get my message out because I'm working on a documentary about my life story. Mm -hmm. Growing up in the projects, single family home, had braces on my legs like Forrest Gump. Uh, my mom getting a divorce from my dad in, the, in the Jacksonville, Florida, no air conditioning, um, no stove, had hot plates and to get drafted by the Packers. So when people see me, I always try to, I want to be normal. Cause I'll be honest, I'll be honest with y'all my brothers. When I first made it, the guys who make it first ballot, mm -hmm. they're not really excited. Like, like me with wait 16 years. Yeah. They, they expect it. It's yeah. yeah, it's coming. And they don't really come around to events. <laughs> And some of them, some of them don't really like to see me make it. Because it thinks it waters down what they did. Yes. Right. Yes. But when you're in a gold jacket, you're all goats. Nobody's of anybody. Yeah. Right. And I would wish they would say, you know what, this is my brother. Because there's only like 371 guys in the Hall of Fame. Super small. Yeah. And it's like, you said they're letting everybody in? It's almost like 
if you went to a family reunion mm-hmm. and everybody's names on the shirt, and you see a family's name on the shirt, and they didn't contribute. Like, wait a minute. The shirt's only five bucks. You didn't buy your shirt. Your name's on it, and you're complaining. Right. So it just, because people like Peanut, it shouldn't be an issue whether or not he's in or not. It shouldn't be an issue. So he's going to feel like, man, this is great, but it's going to be a DB who was in there. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, man, you know, I don't think he really should. And that's wrong. It ain't up to you. It ain't up to you. It's not up to you. It's up to people who vote, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I just think that uh, somebody like Zach Thomas, this guy's that like was huge, huge. Five, I loved ten. his reaction. I mean, it was it was it's beautiful. emotional. Like this it's emotional. Yeah, it's just like getting drafted again. Like it it breaks you down. Exactly. It breaks you exactly. down, and it's such a like. I made it. It, to yes. me, it's, it's the same yes. thing as about getting drafted. When they call out and the uh, 43rd pick or whatever, the New Orleans Saints <laughs> takes Roman Harper. And you, for that moment, you oh, just boy. like, hell yeah, this is it. And then you get to experience that again when you see the big guy, you yes. know, the Hall of Fame dude, the big real yeah, big yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. When I he know come knocking you. on your door. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's, I, I love how they do it now. And I'm glad they don't make people wait in the hotel room. Well, Jim Porter's the new. I'm glad you brought that up. It's a great transition. Jim Porter's the new president. Mm-hmm. Now, he's doing it different than Mr. Baker. Like Peanut said, they would put you in a room. Now, you think I have anxiety. I get a therapy once a week for the last 20 years. Mm. And some of it's free, though. It's all good. It's, all good. it's a trade. <laughs> but at least I go. <laughs> but you sitting in a room and you wait for a knock or a phone call. I had to do that twice. One time I was in Miami. I'm sitting in the hotel with my wife and two of my best friends, we're just waiting. Anxiety, mm. you just, and you never, you got a phone call. And the phone call says you didn't make it. So they put you in the hotel just to tell oh, you you didn't? Yes, that's the excitement, I guess. I don't know, but. Do y'all stay the night or is it just? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, you on scholarship. They, <laughs> yeah, they put you up and, but it's each, wherever the Super Bowl is or whatever. I got you. I got you. And you're sitting in there. And so the next year was the pandemic. So that's worse because yeah. everybody gets a phone call. So you know the phone call's coming. And I remember uh, in 21, <clears throat> shout out to 21 and one of my favorite rappers, by the way. <laughs> love 21. Hey, the boy is bringing the love heat 21. Today. I loved it. <laughs> love 21. I'm trying to get free tickets. Him and Drake come to Milwaukee. Y'all. Okay. Look right. brother We're going to do our bro. part. We're going to do our Can part. Can you so, do something for me? Exactly. 21. <laughs> so I'm thinking, the guy says, hello, Mr. Butler. I said, yes, sir. He said, unfortunately. I said, what? what, what? I'll see you next year. Hey, you ain't got to give me all that. I'm good. Yeah. Cause I a lot of guys may not even get this call. Right. Mm-hmm. He said, you know what? That makes me feel so good to make these calls because I just got cussed out by four players. Mm. And I'm a Christian young man. And I do like do not appreciate being because I didn't I don't have no say so over whether you get yeah. in or not. Yeah. Right. You you got I'll say, listen, call the next guy. So this year, Jim Porter, who I appreciate, he was at my house 
um, for two hours before I knew who he was. He wanted to be all of me. They got Charles Woodson mm -hmm. to come to my house to knock on the door. So now they had, they'll go to the door, or they'll come to your house with like 50 cameramen and women to get your reaction. And they'll get one of your teammates to, you know, tell you. Mm. And they'll call your wife and your family. And so every year they've been switching it up the last two years, but that's the, so the way, so if you're at your home, your anxiety is coming down. Yeah, you know, naturally. And you say, I like okay, that. I didn't make it if I got a phone call, but at least I'm home. I didn't travel somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it was pretty cool. You know, I, I mean, I don't think I knew the whole complete process, mm -hmm. especially emotionally. Yeah. yeah. They, they take you somewhere. Oh, boy. They put you up. So naturally you're feeling good, but now, now you're behind this closed door and you don't yeah. know. And it kind of, like you're saying, it puts you through this trauma almost of man, yeah. and you're doing this for however many years. You already yeah. been waiting 16, <laughs> and yeah. I'd never heard anybody say I've been waiting 16 years. This was amazing. Yeah. Most people don't wait for 16 years and feel amazing yeah. about the end result. Yeah, maybe could you share with us? Is that just you as a person, mm -hmm. or did just man? You're just happy to be here. You understood that you played in Green Bay, and that after all this time, I actually have the opportunity to do it. Well, uh, a few things. Uh, uh, Lee Rimmel from the Green Bay Packers, he was our media guy, came by my locker mm -hmm. one day. He said, man, you made all decade. And I didn't know what that meant. And he, he put his little readers down. He looked over his glasses. He said, you may be in the Hall of Fame one day. I don't know when. So I never thought a lot about it. And the more and more, you know, when I retired, my mom, 2009, she was like, we should prepare for your speech. I said, speech for what? She said, you may make the Hall of Fame, you gotta be prepared. I said, mom, that's too narcissistic to do that. She said, first of all, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and second of all, cause my mom was a comedian. She said, just be prepared. And then it just seemed like to me that everything started to change when you're a finalist. Mm, yeah. Because now you know it may happen, you really don't know when. <clears throat> And then I was thinking, okay, when it happens, you know, try not to change. So I put it like this, guys, and I'll be very honest with you. This is the best way I could put it. That I, Cause I want people to feel what it means to right, get this right. kind of knock. It's almost as if, cause I told my wife this, that you're a young lady and you've been dating this young man for 15 years, 16 years and every day you think he's gonna propose to me, but he never does. Matter of fact, you go to five or six weddings and see your girlfriends up yep. there getting married and you're sitting in the audience. Mm. And it looks like you're happy for her, but really you're saying, I hope she trip. <laughs> I hope her hairpiece fall off. I hope something bad happened. But you say, oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> you take people to weddings to get that. Every year you get there and you, it don't happen. Yeah. But the one time you give up on him, I'm done. We got three kids, been 16 years and I'm done. He's never gonna ask. And he get all the family together and you come through and Charles Woodson is knocking at the door. That's what it feels like. Something that you know is gonna happen. You think it should happen, but am I entitled to it? No, but I've been here for so long. I've done all these great things. 
I've gone to bar mitzvahs. I've gone to like step shows and everything with him. I've been there for him. He won't give me the ring. Then he finally does. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling when you get something that you personally right. think you deserve. Mm. But that yeah. don't mean it. That's, that's, a, that's a great. I like how you. I like how you put that. That's a great representation. I do. And talking about rings here, uh, peanut. Don't get jealous. You want a Super Bowl? Here we go with this bullshit. Could you talk and share with me? Played in New Orleans. I didn't even. I forget that. Yeah, Yeah, back in the know that like that. That was. I mean, the Super Bowl app, the party after is probably amazing. Oh my god! So, share with me like what it was like to to bring a championship back to the great fans in Green Bay, and how special it is. I mean, you're one of their guys. You're in the the Ring of Honor and all those other things. Mm -mm, It's not the Ring of Honor. Well, he's he's in the so Ring of Honor, but he's also of, is it the Ring of Excellence? It, he, semantics, really. It, he's also well, a part of that one as well. It, it says excellence, though, not honor. I like this. I like this. The Ring right? of Excellence. Don't disrespect it. No, keep going. Saying. I like this. I like this. <laughs> you can't disrespect it. I like. You're correct. Both of y'all correct. <laughs> okay. Both of y'all correct. So, uh, um, for me, it was different because I was the only one there. From 1990 when we were four and 12, mm. but it wasn't my fault though. I, 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 they need to get better players. The next year we were six and ten. It was terrible in Green I'm hey, definitely man. gonna use that in Chicago. That one year we was nine. It wasn't hey, my man, fault though. I ain't got nothing to do with this. Man. I had a great year, but it was getting dark at four o'clock. To be realistic, so I, I've been there. It gets dark at four o'clock. And my best friend Emmett Smith, Dion said they're winning Super Bowls. Yeah. I'm like, man, this ain't gonna never happen. But then we got Brett Favre, we got Reggie White. And then I remember we beat Carolina, um, 1995, 96. And I saw a sign and it said, 30 years of misery has ended. We're going to the Super Bowl. I said, what? I didn't realize that the fan base has waited 30 years right. from the next Super Bowl. So that was very impactful. We go to New Orleans and Superdome is huge and it's amazing. And I saw Luther Vandross. Mm, okay. And he was there. I said, Luther, man, I'd have made it, God. And then I, the Blues Brothers were like the halftime entertainment. Dan Acra, Belushi, and these guys. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what the suit. I remember being a kid, because I'm a Cowboy fan growing up. I mean, I was a huge Cowboy fan. I used to crawl under the bed and cry when they lost games. <laughs> Like I mean, most cowboy fans do today, still. Yeah, right yeah, now. that's true. <laughs> they still do it today. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I saw Roger Staubach, I almost fainted. I mean, so I'm saying now I'm here as an African American from the South on the projects, crime and everything to make it to where. And I saw the the um, Lombardi on the trophy, and I know Lombardi is kind of our thing. Yeah, it is. Vince Lombardi. Labardi Trophy, it was very emotional because I thought about that fan base, mm-hmm. some of dead and some of living, mm-hmm. but those 30 years thought they would never see it happen. So it was amazing. Now we went the following year, but you can Google the results for that. Yeah, we won't talk about talk that. It happens. Yeah. We're gonna take a short break and we'll be back in a minute. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So you you, you talk about, uh, you know, growing up in poverty, being poor, Florida. Um, what was What was that like when... Obviously, you're a, a heavily recruited kid coming out of high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, I'm pretty sure you could have went to any college. Yeah. Uh, I'm jealous. I, I'm, I'm envious. I didn't I didn't have those skills like you. But what was it like when, when Coach Bowden, uh, oh, when, when he offered you that scholarship? You're trying to make me cry? No, no. Don't I just, do this, my brother. Don't what, do what, this, what was that? What was that moment like? Y'all told him to ask me this. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Okay. He's a professional. Makes up all of his own questions. This... If you realize where I was from mm -hmm. and what I had to go through, I was a consensus All-American in high school, as you said. Everybody knew who I was, but I got a letter from my teacher, and she said, you can't go to college. I said, why? She said, you didn't pass the SAT test. I said, what the hell is the SAT test? Well, you got to take that to get into college. I said, well, what about the ACT? She said, you didn't pass that either. So my life was over. Because the only way I thought to get out of the project and my mom out of poverty was to play in the oh, NFL. Mm -hmm. So my life was over. But I'm going to tell you, God is good. Because my uh, algebra teacher, uh, Miss Gordon, got a letter, handwritten, from Coach Bobby Bowden, rest in peace. And he says, tell Mr. Butler I need to do a home visit. I'm coming to see him. Now, now think about this. I got letters from every college because I was an All-American. Every college, you can come to our school. But when they found out I was a Prop 48 that I didn't pass the SAT, they all never wrote back. It was nothing. I got no letters. But Florida State pressed on. And then I said to myself, wait a minute. Why is he coming to see me? He had 30 kids he was recruiting. Mm. And I bet you 25 of them were all American. Mm. He could have made a home visit to any one of those kids, any one of them. But he says, I'm coming to the projects to see Mr. Butler. And when he drove up in that maroon Buick, i never forget it was a convoy. Because I remember telling Brad Scott, the head recruiter, I said, man, where I live at, you can't just be driving down in there now. <laughs> They're gonna think something up. You know, you can't roll in there like you FBI. He said, don't even worry about it. And they had police down there and everything. They drive up to our apartment and we have a couch. It has like a big hole in it. And my sister got like a two by four to put under oh, yeah, there. Cover it up. Yeah, just sit there. And, it, and then she was trying to pull the plastic from the love seat because it's smaller over there. Because she said, if he comes in, you know, it's hot. You know, we have nothing for him to drink but water, but it got stuff on top of the water and the one glass. Do we let my grandma drink out of it? You know it's clean. Say that for Coach Bowden. And he walks in. He said, Miss Butler, I got to have him. She got all emotional. And I'm thinking, wait a God, wait a minute. Why you pick me? To navigate these rough waters, to know that I must go to college. Nobody in my family has ever been to college. Nobody. I'd be the first. And every night I was sleeping, I'd wake up in a cold sweat. Not from the air conditioner, by the way. But saying, <laughs> I'm not going to make it because I didn't pass the test. 
But when he told my mom that, it changed my life. It made me think that this ain't no mistake. That I owe it to my family, mm -hmm. and I owe it to myself and to people that believe in me not to get in no trouble, mm -hmm. right. not to go break the law, not to be out smoking and drinking and doing, no. I used to get on a, a, the uh, trailways and the um, Greyhound with my student ID with $9 just to go back home. And I said, I, and I asked him, I said, Coach Bowden, why you pick me? He said, it was something about you that I didn't get from the other guys. You just want a chance. I didn't even want to play. I didn't have a position. I was a linebacker. You know, in high school, you play everything. Right. Especially if you're good. It was just athlete. And so my freshman year, I didn't even play. And I remember they went to play Michigan. They were going to play Michigan. And the team's buses are leaving to go play Michigan. Now, this is a big game. They got 100,000 people's stadium. It's huge. They're going to the airport, and I'm waving to the team, smiling, like, good luck, guys. And the guys on the bus like, what the hell wrong with this guy, man? This guy, you should be upset you're not on the bus. I got plenty of time. Hmm. You just go play. I'll see y'all next year. I need to go get my books right. I got my GPA up to a 3.0. I, I, I focused in on what it was about. So when you ask that question, it changed everything about me to say mm -hmm. that this ain't no mistake. Right. And it, it was, it, it was, I, my sister, she's still crying because she couldn't believe it. She, it's Coach, you understand, Coach Bobby Bowell was an icon because he had his yeah, own show. And it come on right out to church. Cause you know, down south we go to church 200 days a week, okay? Yeah. He ain't missing church. <laughs> and there's the Bobby Bowden show. Now he's in the project to see my brother. And so it was, it was life changing. That's that's yeah. huge. So you've had <clears throat> success in, well, yeah, you've, you've had success in high school, mm -hmm. success in college, mm -hmm. success in the league, mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion. Mm -hmm. Now you're a hall of famer. And you're working on this documentary yeah. just about your life and, and just kind of the, the struggles and the success and everything mm -hmm. that you've done up until this point in your life. Like, what are you hoping to get out of that? Um, I just want a young lady, young man somewhere to say, you know what? It's bad for me. But it can't get no worse than Mr. Butler. And he made it. Yeah. He ain't no better than me. Right. It just, and you don't need money because we were poverty. My first new shirt I ever had, well, I popped a tag. I always wanted to hear that sound when you pop a tag. And it never came until I was 12 years old. We went to the Salvation Army and they had toys over here and they had all this stuff. And I told my mom, I don't want no toys. I want that shirt. It was just a regular white t shirt, sort of like what. Peanut has on, just like, I said, I want that shirt. And it wasn't even my size. But in my head, I wanted to pop that tag. And that young lady said, you know what? Go get the shirt. I go get it, I popped it, put it on. And it didn't even fit me. My sister had to like tie it in like a knot and flip it. Right. But to me, I said, I want people to say, if you don't like a restaurant, start your own. Mm. 
If you don't like the way somebody's doing something, start your own business. My grandmother gave me the best compliment. She said, you have a unique ability because God gave everybody a talent. Mm -hmm. And your talent is you can ignore negative stuff. If it ain't true, ignore it. Because once they know that it gets under your skin, you're going to see it every day. And that's what made me say when people see me and they see this document, I ain't never known this guy had it this bad. Yeah. How's he so grounded? How's he a normal guy? And that's what it's going to find out. I want to be a normal person to be a leader, not a follower. But if you're going to follow, choose to write leaders. And to me, it's my teachers, my grandparents, my mom is my hero. The people I see every day. It wasn't a guy dunking a basketball or playing football. It was my mom every day to get on three buses just to carpool to bring food home. And then when food didn't come, you go to the food pantry. And you stand in line. And kids are on the bus and cars screaming and yelling, picking at you because I'm trying to eat. And my mom said, why that don't bother you? I said, because all those kids going to want my autograph. Because I'm here to survive, to make it for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to get out of it. So when does this come out and how can we possibly get it? Or it's going to be about two years because I'm, a, I'm blessed because it's hard to find your teachers. I'm 54 years old and I found two of my teachers. Miss Gordon, who's in my Hall of Fame speech, and Mr. Gracie, my ninth grade basketball coach who helped me shoot free throws. He said, they're going to file you. So you got to shoot free throws. When everybody was gone, I say, oh, I'm about to miss the bus. Yeah, I'll take you. People don't know coaches do this. Yeah. So to find the people I need to really put it together. And then the last thing, the apartments or projects where I was born and grew up, it's gone, tore it down. It's, it's over. It was too much crime. Mm -hmm. They got rid of it. So, so I would think my if I had blessing, which is God is good. Twenty twenty five, July twenty eighth, would be the premiere. That's my mom's birthday, July twenty eighth, because it's about her. Because mm -hmm. she's passed on, but she's still orchestrating my life. And it seemed like one of the best compliments I got from the filmmaker Patrick Creatin. He said, when you meet Leroy Butler, it's like his mom standing right behind him. Now think about that. Yeah. Wherever you at, your mom standing behind you, you're going to act a certain way. Even if you're shooting <laughs> dice, <laughs> you're at the casino, you're, oh, okay, mom, can't do this, can't do It don't matter. That was an ultimate compliment. You know, Leroy, it seems like when, you, when I hear you talk, how much other people in your life have influenced you. Yes. And it just, you know, could you maybe talk about that and how you've passed that down to your own children and like yeah. how you're trying to influence mm -hmm. them, not only them, but everybody else in your life. You talked about teachers, you talked about yes. parents, you, you talked about coaches. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. else has really helped influence the Roy Butler. How, how are you taking that and moving it forward in your life today? That's another great question because I, I don't think people realize I got my first book that you have, they have what you call the bookmobile. It's like a you go in there and buy books. Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford it. so. Officer Friendly, that was the resource officer at the school. His he name's said, Officer Friendly. His, we used to call him okay, Officer okay, Friendly, but his yeah, name yeah, was Officer that's, Brown. That's pretty dope, right? <laughs> yeah. That is pretty outstanding. Yeah, it was Officer Friendly, but his name was Officer Brown. 
So we used to call all the resource officers, officer friendly. Okay. And he said, why ain't you getting any books? I said, I can't afford it. Cause I wear hand-me-downs. My brother wore this. Uh, I used to tell him that the kids say, your brother wore that two weeks ago. I said, you wrong. My brother had it on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I wash it out in the sink and I put it on. I'm not in school for a fashion show. I'm in school to learn from the smartest people in the world. But he said, come see me tomorrow. I go by there. I didn't go on the bus. I just stood outside and looked at you get the books. Kids have got books. Who can afford it? I got by his control car. He had seven books for me. I put them in a the bag. He bought me a backpack and he gave it to me. I said, I can't afford this. He said, I paid for them. So my mom, when she saw that, she said, You I know you didn't steal these books. I said, No, ma'am. Officer Friendly gave it to me. Officer Brown. So my first book that I owned that I didn't have to check out of a library and return it was from a police officer. Mm. And that changed my life. So I tell my kids, I have six daughters and a son. My son's my favorite. Uh, don't tell my six daughters that. But you they, just did. Yeah. They know, trust me. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you want to be my favorite, work harder. My kids, are. I teach them to be leaders in the community. And I teach them, whoever helps you, just put that message out there. And that's mm. what I am. I'm a big message board um, for helping people. And that's what I always try to tell my kids, my cousins, my nephews, my nieces, you didn't do it alone. Your parents deserve this. Your yeah. parents help you and try to get them to be independent, but really helping people. I don't want to be the headline. I want to be the story. Some mm. people see the headline, they keep right on swiping. Why don't you go back and read Oh, I got the facts of what happened. You just see the headline right. that just ropes people in. So your leadership, I, I, I mean, you're 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 real big in, in leadership, and I, I think that's kind of trans transferred into um, into your business. And mm -hmm. you previously just said, well, if you don't like it, just make one of your own. Exactly. Is that kind of how you came up with? Great your, question. Your, your man, y'all good, cuz. Leave spirits, is that is that kind of hey, how man. you came up with that? You good, y'all good. <laughs> I don't have an Emmy for y'all, but I'm gonna have to write up something. Um, we'll take a little I'll Butler it, yeah. Emmy. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's exactly what I had in my head when I got this phone call. Cuz what I'm about to tell you, probably gonna shock you. Okay. Both you and your audience, but I get a call in the pan this right in the pandemic. Um, Chad Greenway, yeah, that played for Minnesota. Went See, to, people went think to Iowa as well, exactly. Mm -hmm. And we just got Van Ness from Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Shout out to Van Ness. We just got him um, from Iowa, Florida, uh, at uh, the Packers. Yep. So I get a phone call, and Chad said, "Leroy, what's up, man?" I said, "Nothing, man. What's going on, Chad?" He said, "Man, I got a business opportunity." I get a lot of those phone calls. But sometimes they don't ever go nowhere. He was like, man, we want to, Grey Duck is the company, we want to start a vodka in Wisconsin, we want you to be a part of it. I said, well, now I know Chad, I don't drink. He said, what? I said, I don't drink. But every time I drive to the stadium, I see thousands of people in the parking lot. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Won't they just go home and just come when the games, they tailgate. So I said, you know what? This is what I'll do. If you can let me name it and be an owner, not an ambassador, mm. 
Because shout out to 50 Cent, because 50 Cent got a lot of vodka. He don't drink none of it. That's true. It's for y'all. I didn't even know he didn't drink. Right. Until exactly. I saw a recent interview. I had it's no about idea. your portfolio. He okay. got a big one. It's portfolio. He killing preach. it right now. Preach. So I said, well, you know what? Let me. So he's. They made a presentation. We were in. I, I can call it Elite Vodka, and which was amazing. And then it was perfect too. Could just rep. I mean, everything was coming on the upswing of getting in the Hall of Fame. And then I said, and you know this, <laughs> we're also known for brats in the state oh, yeah. of Wisconsin. Not sausages. Brats. Brats. Brats, cheese curds. Yes. That's our <laughs> thing. So I started my own brat as well. And I, because I'm a culinary guy, because uh, I do all the cooking in the house seven days a week. I tell my wife, I'm a cook, I'm a clean, I'm gonna pay the bills, I'm gonna do everything. You just keep them damn kids away from me, okay? <laughs> that's your job. Except for my son, he's 12 years old, your that's favorite. my dog. Your favorite. So the business side of that, you have to do that. Because when you're sleeping, you gotta make money. Mm. And that's what my mom taught me. She said, I don't need, you don't need to be the richest guy in the world. You just want to be enough to where you can pay your bills and have enough for the phone calls I know both of y'all get. Can you cash out me 200? Can you uh, Zell me? Zell, what the hell is that? Can you Venmo me? These are your kids, your family members, and they don't expect you to say no. So you gotta have money for that, and you also have to have money for, the one thing I'll say by Andrew Brandt from the Packers. Me and him had a conversation. This is my last big deal. Mm -hmm. I said, Andrew, I want to be rich when I'm old, not when I'm young. He said, huh? I said, think about it. You get your social security and you're 65 or whatever, mm -hmm. and you can live out your great days. When you're young, throwing money up, got Bentleys and all that, and then when you're in your 50s and 60s, you broke. I don't want that. I want to have a 750 to 800 credit score. I want to have money in the bank when I start to hit 60 years old. So that's why I do business opportunities mm -hmm. like that. So when I hit that age, man, we try to get Leroy on the podcast. Man, this man golfing in Bermuda. Ain't that a triangle? No, he's golfing there by himself with these rich folks. He got a yacht and all this. I mean, that's what I want when I'm older. And I tell young men that now, you want to be rich when you hit 60. Mm. You can get your pension if you want to. You can get all that, but save that money. Save it. I mean, if you want to really floss on them, go to Claire's and get you some fake jewelry. They're not gonna know. I they mean, don't. They expect it. Yeah, all them, them real diamond. No, they ain't. <laughs> but you save your money when you're older, not when you're younger. All right. Yeah. So we gonna we gonna pivot. We gonna hit some, hit you with some quick hitters real quick. Okay. I think I know the answer to this. I better take a drink on this. Oh one. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because. Okay, you, what, you what, know the answer to this one? <laughs> I think I know what it is. Okay. But what do you think your greatest sports accomplishment is? Oh, my greatest sports accomplishment. Watch him say, like, high school basketball. Uh, I should <laughs> say that now. <laughs> Roman, now that I say that, I was. Fifth grade PE when I beat <laughs> so-and-so in the 100-meter dash. I, how I was all conference at basketball. <laughs> okay. Now I'm one of the greatest shooters of all time. Me. Reggie Miller, Michael Red, <laughs> Steph Curry, we all in the same thing. But I put that to the side. Not Michael Red. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guy, Michael Red, played Milwaukee for the Bucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get people a name they can Google. But I think the greatest accomplishment 
that I, I wake up and I'm in awe of. The state of Florida picked 33 players for 100 years, mm. and I was on that team. Oh, wow. That blew my mind. That's big. That blew my mind. Especially I, the state of Florida. Yeah. They got some, exactly. got some ballers. I, I, to this day, I still don't even believe it. So that, that, that's probably my biggest accomplishment. I would say if I could pick one play, if you don't mind. Go please, by all means. The Super Bowl, playing the Super Bowl, I go over to the coach. I say, hey, I ain't blitzed yet. And we're in the third quarter, what's happening? I mean, what's, I, my family's sitting up there too. He said, what are you talking about? I said, man. He said, okay, if they get split backs with Dave Maggot away from Reggie, you can go. I said, you sure? Yes, but you know, you got to tell your safety, which was Eugene Robinson. I said, Eugene, if they give me a split back or the back offset to my side, I'm gone. Oh, I'm going to translate. That means I'm blitzing. <laughs> appreciate that. Don't know that. I'm gone. Because both of y'all know when I say I'm gone, ain't no coming back. Yeah. No. I don't care if he motion, I'm gone. <laughs> and I got the formation. So I, Gino. He said, okay, Roy. He just got a little deeper because now I got cover. More we went from a cover four to I'm gone, so weak size, a hole there. Yeah. And shout out to Drew Bled, so that's my guy. I'm sorry, Drew, but going there and Maggot comes and he didn't cut me. I said, he's going to cut me. He didn't cut me. So I went through him, I had the leverage, and I saw Bledsoe's name. And this would be allegedly a horse collar now, but don't go look at it. Like Not that. inside the pocket, though. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Roman. Smart guy. Got you. I grabbed him, I sacked him. And I did some weird dance. Forget about that part. When I got to the bench, one of the interns came to me and said, you know what? 80 million people probably saw that play. Mm. And that's the one I wake up and I, cause I got a picture of it on my wall. And every, me and my son eating breakfast, it's like right behind, we kind of look at it. What you can do mm -hmm. when you study and when you, you know how it is that that formation, he can run a slant, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Ready for the moment. He used to do it all the time. And you know how you, when you squat, and there it is. Only Satan's can know that. Yeah. When, it was that play that, that was awesome. It's the preparation. Um, yeah. My question is, your top five defensive players oh, you of all time. Trouble, man. Top five defensive players. Yes. It's some bias now. Reggie White. Love that. Mm. Reggie White, to me, changed the game because I never knew they can slide the line to a guy. I thought they just max protect, but they would slide the line to Reggie. Lawrence Taylor, to me, is a difference maker because he told you what he was going to do and he would do it. That's amazing. Okay? And do you have an example where you heard him say something and he went out there and did it? Oh, when, whenever Lawrence Taylor, see to Lawrence Taylor playing Dallas, Philly in his division, uh -huh. that's when I used to watch, I, I got to see this, playing Washington? I mean, and then they used to have them mic'd up back in the day. Yeah. And I forgot who he psyched. He said, son, this going to happen all day. That was against the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I remember that play on NFL Films. He sacked him and was like, yes. looked at him and was like, son, this going to be, yeah. Actually, I owe him $2 from a golf bet, but he, that's my guy. He's fine. So, okay. Reggie White, 56. 
And Deion Sanders to me is, uh, he taught me about branding mm -hmm. long before branding was a thing. Mm -hmm. When he was at Florida State, he used to say, I'm the best corner. And I think I was like a sophomore. And he, if they kick the ball to me, it's a touchdown. I mean, so he was just transcending. I don't think we'll ever see another Deion Sanders. It's a great point. Deion Sanders arguably could be the best player of all time. Mm -hmm. So those three. And then this next guy, I get emotional saying that because he can be arguably the best. Ronnie Lott. There's not another safety to me that made a difference that Ronnie Lott. And to boot, he's a nice guy. He is. But he played so mean. He used to run through people. Yes. Techno Never ball. dropped a, a pick. I said, let me see your fingers. He said, why? He said, let me see. Because one of them I heard he cut his finger off. He did. I seen it. Yeah, and I'm like, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> Come on. And he, so he was. That guy was amazing, man. Ronnie Lott. And this other guy, the reason why I think he should be in my, he's in my top five. I mean, you're gonna forget a lot of people, but Daryl Green mm. is- So fast. Because people his size ain't supposed to do that. Mm -mm. Great point. I tell people all the time, it ain't about size and height and weight. It's if you can play. Mm. And 28 to me was, amazing and so yeah that's my five i love that top five. i like it too hey man I, that's an amazing answer dope answer i love it you thank you for coming on the show we appreciate man, it's a you pleasure, this man. is it's a uh, pleasure you you blessed us yeah. truly you did Leroy, it's yeah. you have not disappointed uh you brought first that time fire man i appreciate you. first of all and so we much. just all got it let's got to keep it 100. Yeah. um this is the first time uh 21 savage has been referenced <laughs> on this podcast yeah uh, <laughs> we also had a drake drop Yes. And um, and I've never heard anybody compliment Michael Jordan's bald head like you have. So thank hey, man, that bald head. But Goat James is the greatest of all time. <laughs> That's right. Thank you guys for listening. You know, with with every show we do and every guest we have, we try to make it very authentic and just be vulnerable and open and secure and make this a safe place for these guys to talk. And you guys have been awesome for supporting us. We can't thank you enough. We are here to educate and entertain. So make sure, like always, and I always ask you, make sure you hit the subscribe button, give us a five-star rating, tell a friend to tell a friend to do what, Peanut? Tell a friend. Make sure anywhere you get your, your podcast, whether it's Apple or iHeart, link in. Appreciate y'all. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.